there? Am I, am I being recorded? You're legally obligated to tell me. Legally, I have to tell you nothing. Oh, okay. I'm above Well, that, that makes sense. <laughs> How's it going, man? Good, man. Um, this was a, a better movie. I, I, would, I don't want to say better. It was a more upbeat movie, in my yeah. opinion. So I, I did have a better time this week. I will say that much. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we're talking about Moneyball with uh, Brad Pitt, Jonah Hill, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Uh, this movie came out, jeez, I just had it, but I lost, oh, 2011. Uh, and uh, yeah, I actually watched it for the first time earlier this week. And if I'm understanding right, you had never seen it before either. So this is your first time Correct. watching it today. I- I just finished it an hour ago. Nice. Well, what'd you think? Still fresh and noggin. I liked it. I was. It's weird because it's a story I'm like not usually interested in hearing about because I'm not a big sports fan. Like I played sports in high school and stuff, but like outside of that, there I just have other hobbies. So it's interesting to like get invested in a sports story again. I know there's obviously really good sports movies, but this one was like trying to tell you the real story of something that happened. So I was very, I was very pleasantly surprised by it. Yeah. It's like a redemption story with like baseball on the side almost. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very interesting. And it was interesting to see. And and I think this is something that translates into pretty much any, you know, facet of your life, but it was interesting to see just like, Everybody just kept telling him, give up. It's not going to work. That's not how we do things. Give up. Don't challenge the system. And it was just interesting to see, like, even though it wasn't immediate, it was proven to be a very successful um, strategy for baseball. For those of you that don't know, Moneyball is a film about baseball and the Oakland A's, I believe was the team's name, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. They, uh, They employed the team, the the. General manager, the GM, they keep calling him the GM, so I was trying to remember what the acronym was, um, hires this guy who went to college for economics, and they go through and they base their recruiting for the season off of, you know, what because they don't have a big budget like other teams like the Yankees and stuff like that. So it was what can we, for, for our money's worth, get the highest performing person by the numbers, and it was very numbers-based. It was very, very interesting. I know, Derek, you were obviously telling me about it because you had watched it before me, but what yeah. did you think? I thought it was awesome. It uh, it was uh, I, I'm kind of like you, where I don't really watch too many sports. I mean, I watch basketball every now and then, um, but I used to watch the Dodgers a lot with my mom when I was young. So it's just you know, just sitting on the couch watching baseballs. You know, I haven't been really, really super into it. Um, but watching this movie, I felt like it did a good job at telling the story of how they got to the understanding or got to the uh, place where they were basically only trying to draft people or only trying to get people on the team who could get on base. And it made it really a nice simplification for people who don't really watch baseball. Like you don't have to know, like, uh, I don't know the acronyms for baseball. Yeah. Like RBIs. Errors, batting average, you don't really need to know all that stuff to be into the movie. 
And I thought it did a really good job of that. Um, and yeah, this one, this one surprised me. I was expecting it to be okay, but it was definitely one level above that. And I really thought, particularly Jonah Hill's uh, character, who is named Peter Brand, and he is the assistant general manager to uh, Brad Pitt's character by the name of Bean. Uh, and this is all a true story, by the way. So these actual people did this with the Oakland A's um, back in 2002 with the with, with Oakland A's. Uh, but yeah, I thought Jonah Hill's character and the way he did that, acted that, uh, I thought it was, it was it was really good. And he did a good job. They did a good job at telling the story of him being involved in the team and uh, and Beans like mentoring him almost, you know, where he's like telling him, you know, you need to fire somebody and you need to you're the assistant general manager. You got to start doing all this crap now. Um, and his like little story arc inside the main one of uh, Beans success of the team, I thought was really cool and was acted very well by by Jonah Hill. So. I very much like this movie a lot. Um, but one thing that I'll say, and I guess I'll just ask you, um, like even though you even though you don't like like baseball or watch baseball at all, did it give you any sort of motivation to like watch a baseball game or like go to a baseball game at all, or were you just like, eh, it's a good movie? But it it honestly didn't make me want to like play baseball more. And and I think that that also ties into what the film's trying to do. The film's not trying to show you like, Hey, this is why like the players love sports. And it's like, Hey, if you can go through and look past the, the surface level issues or, you know, anything like that and, and go purely based on performance, you're going to be a lot more successful in life, which I, I thought was something that I, that was my takeaway, but I'm always trying to do that, you know, for career stuff. And we've, we've talked about this, um, but it did make me more curious about the behind the scenes. So I'm like, I don't know if fantasy baseball leagues are a thing, but if so, I'm like, I feel like I might want to get into that more so than yeah. like play baseball. Yeah. I, and I meant like, just like even watch a game like on TV or something like that, you know, or like go to a game. Like I, I, after oh. watching it, I was like, I actually kind of want to go see a baseball game now, just like to go and be in the crowd. Cause I was like really into, like you said, like the behind the scenes of everything. And I never took that into consideration. And with all that being said, I was like, I think it'd be kind of cool to just go to a baseball game now. It'd be like fun. There's not really any baseball teams playing around us at the time, but yeah, I don't know. It was just, it's just one of my thoughts and, yeah, I definitely agree with your takeaway, though, that it's like if you focus on strictly performance, like performance per dollar almost, like there's some I, – I think there's something to be said about that even outside of just baseball. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean I, I am more interested in that crowd experience like you're talking about, but like to just watch one like on the TV, I'm like, no, I think baseball is a very boring televised sport. Me personally, <laughs> I know some people yeah. are like religious about baseball. Yeah. And I love playing baseball sometimes. Like I don't mind it. I just to watch it televised for me is one of the most boring things. Yeah. Understood. Respect. Um so but who I wanna... I... Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Please. I was just gonna I was gonna circle back to what you're saying about Jonah Hill. Um, yeah, what a performance, like, 
Wow. Really impressive. I know that he supposedly does a really good performance in The Wolf of Wall Street. I haven't seen that movie. Yeah, I haven't either. Can't like I can't speak to that, but this performance was very different than what I've normally seen Jonah Hill in. Because I know I've only seen him in like some comedies, and serious like film here or there as like a small character. But to watch him just kind of pretty much carry the story through this one, mm-hmm. I think was a very interesting and different experience than anything I've watched him in previously. Absolutely, definitely agree. Yeah, I'm not really. I, I never seen Wolf of Wall Street either, and I can't think of a non-comedy movie that he's been in unless i'm just forgetting i I mean it's i haven't seen them obviously they exist i just yeah i know he was in one it was another like based on a true story it was called war dogs or something like that oh yeah Um, and that was kind of it was like kind of a comedy but also serious because it is based on true story anyways that's the only one I, i know of off the top of my head let's let's pull up this guy's imdb page Let's do the research. Yeah, there has to there has to be more. I'm I'm sure there's one that I've seen that I'm just like forgetting. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you know, Twenty One Jump Street. That's a comedy though. Years ago, <clears throat> he made his own movie, which was 1984. Oh yeah, I think you were telling me about that. It's like the. Uh, like the Los Angeles, like it's like a mockumentary or documentary or something. And it's like, well, it's just based a, on it's like just, these skater no, it's guys. Not like, yeah, it's not a documentary or anything like that. But yeah, it's this kid that lives in, you know, in the that time. I want to say yeah, early mid nineties. That's the name of the movie, mid nineties, not nineteen eighty four. I'm sorry, George Orwell. <laughs> um, but yeah, mid mid nineties. And uh, it's about this little kid in the 90s lives with a brother who's pretty abusive to him and like a single mom. And so he just kind of finds this family and all these outcast skaters and some of them like don't live at home. And it was really interesting because Jonah Hill like found real skaters. I know I'm going off on a tangent. I'm sorry. I, I totally <laughs> didn't mean to no, do that. Go, go for it. Um, but yeah, as far as some other serious stuff he's in, he was in a Netflix miniseries called Maniac. Um, he was in Hail Caesar, which was, I don't know, kind of a comedy. Um, but he was, yeah, before this, really nothing else. He was mainly in comedies. Mm-hmm. So this was kind of his transition into a little bit more serious materials, which I, I think yeah, was a really, a really good choice for him. Yeah, definitely. I thought I, I thought he did an awesome job. And just the way that he is introduced in the, in the story, um, where Brad Pitt's character being, he like is trying to make a trade and he goes to the Cleveland Indians and tries to get something. And he just sees this guy like whispering in somebody's ear, telling him that he should or should not make the trade. And then being Brad Pitt talks to Jonah Hill um, and is like, why did you say no to the trade or whatever? And he explains the reasoning behind what he did, and then the next thing you know, he's on the Oakland A's. So I thought it was not only in the storytelling was it a good job of like what the character you know did. It's basically, Jonah Hill's character who comes up with the idea of hiring players this way. Um, but yeah, just the acting overall, I really, I really did like it a lot. So I gotta, yeah. I gotta ask you about. Uh, so at the end. 
there's a scene and I mean, we're just going, we're always going to do spoilers on this podcast. So if you haven't seen the movie, like just don't listen. watch it. <laughs> yeah. Just go watch it. Um, but at the end when he is listening to the, his daughter's tape, you know, and it rolls to, uh, the, I guess the information of like him deciding to stay to the Oakland A's. Um, just wondering like, what you felt about that. Did it hit you right in the feels, or it was just kind of whatever? I, I listen, man. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna level with you. Um, I thought that was such an emotionally manipulative thing to do as a daughter. <laughs> I was like, if that was my kid, I would have left out of spite alone. <laughs> Just like what the heck, man? And I don't have kids, so I can't like speak to that part of it. So, yeah. I, and I wasn't as invested in that relationship because again, I just don't have kids. But I was just like, she's like, if you decide to go to New York, it's okay. You're still a good dad. I was like, yeah. what the heck? so if he would have went somewhere else besides New York, he would have been a bad dad. Like, it's yeah. very. It was a very cheap and I don't. I don't know. Just me personally, I didn't like it. <laughs> it <didn't> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I liked it. I thought that was cute. His like whole thing with uh the daughter and then like he's like listening to the daughter's like guitar singing on the tape at the very last scene and he's like yeah, kind of crying. Scene itself was was really cute. I did like it. I did like yeah. it. She was like, Don't show this to anybody, dad. Yeah. Like it did feel very natural, but just like that part of it, instantly I was like <clears throat> So close, and uh, biffed it at the one-yard line. I know we're talking about baseball, but that's a little football analogy. Ball reference for you there. Yeah, another sports uh, ball. Too funny, too funny. Uh, yeah. Overall, I mean, I was a big fan. I was a big fan of it. I mean, I I feel like for this one in particular, um, where it's based on. A true story. I mean, like all the movies, I guess we've watched so far, based on a true story. But this one being like a little more recent and a lot less depressing, uh, <laughs> it's just like kind of like a feel good moment, you know, to see uh, being like be able to basically show that he's successful in the end and show that his method works. Um, overall, personally, for me. Um, I would definitely like in in a couple of years, maybe, um, I would definitely watch it again or recommend it to a friend for sure. Uh, I want my mom to watch it definitely cause she's a big baseball fan, but yeah, I guess for where we're at with this conversation, uh, I think a rating is appropriate. Um, and I say we go one, just one out of a hundred. Uh, for our rating here. One out one of out of, oh yeah, we're doing we're doing crazy things every time. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't even have to be crazy, but just different. You know, spice it up <laughs> a little bit. One out of a hundred um, coffee beans. I don't know. I'm drinking a coffee right now, so I said that. <laughs> coffee beans. Okay. Out of a hundred uh, coffee beans, Ryan, where do you rate it? I'm gonna I'm gonna say a solid eighty-five. It, it is a good movie. I was invested in the characters. A few things I obviously didn't agree with story-wise. Um, I I think that it is one that I'm yeah I'm not like I want I can't wait to rewatch this, but I am like 
if I hear somebody has watched it, I would like to hear their thoughts on it because yeah. it is a very interesting film. Um, what about you? I mean, I could definitely agree with that. 85. Yeah. It's like, it's everything's well written. It's got mostly good acting in it. Um, and there's a lot of scenes that I felt were, I mean, powerful, I feel like is the wrong word, but it's just like good scenes, you know, in the movie or like good storytelling. Uh, I feel like 85 is a good, good, solid rating. I definitely would ask somebody if they said that they watched it. Uh, and I would recommend it. Yeah. To somebody else. So I'm, I'm cool with 85. It's, it's interesting that we bring up <clears throat> that we were giving it about a B rating, right? Yeah. Um, it, I mean, it had a budget of $50 million. Just to put that in context for you, for, for people that are listening as well, or anybody that really wants some context, the film Joker, which was made in 2019, uh, that had a budget of about $10 million. And obvi- anyways, obviously there's CGI improvements, all that stuff. Those, that's all, But that really isn't something that's necessary for either of those films. So I feel like that was a good kind of base point for you. Uh, yeah. But box office-wise, it brought in $110 million. So it made $60 million, roughly. Now, the other half of that is... <clears throat> I don't now. I, th- this came out a long time ago, obviously, um, but I've noticed that most films that have high budget actors like this and they're going for you know the award season stuff. I, I normally see that they put in almost the same amount of budget into advertising. So I would say they probably didn't make as much money as it shows here on paper. Yeah. Um, but yeah, really amazing film. I mean, we we did talk about it. It was um, really good. It is something that increases like conversations. Like I don't know. I think people like talking about it because somebody just brought it up at work the other day, and I told him, "Oh yeah, I'm going to watch it for this thing I'm doing." And he said, "Yeah, you should tell me what you think about it." So just the yeah. fact that like somebody knows the name of it and wants to hear your thoughts is very telling about a film. I think. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm actually kind of been just backtracking a little bit that actually is kind of surprising that it had a budget of 50 million dollars i feel like that's a lot for this movie like there wasn't you know i uh, yeah i mean there's like no cgi or anything um from from what i saw i think it might have been a big part of that budget might have been spent on like casting um, yeah. because there are a lot of big name actors in this film. Yeah, there and are. I, I would assume most of your you could see, like you could tell a production company realistically, hey, I can make this movie for like we were just talking about ten million dollars, um, but I need some really good actors, so I'm going to need another forty million dollars to get all the actors that we need. Yeah, true. and then that's your budget. I, I I don't know. I'm not I'm not the logistics guy. I don't work behind the scenes, but. That is a part of it that I think about sometimes, like with the Avengers, for example, like those movies budgets are enormous, but also like Robert Downey Jr. is making the craziest amount of money you've ever seen. So I think this one also has that because you got you do have Brad Pitt, Philip Seymour Hoffman, like you're saying, Jonah Hill. Yeah. So I I think that might have been a place where some of that budget went. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, it was nominated for six Academy Awards, Uh, didn't win any. Uh, it won a few other like awards from different 
uh, I don't know, like associations or whatever. Um, no Golden Globes, though. Yeah, no Golden Globes, no Academy Awards. Uh, yeah. So I mean, it, yeah, it's kind of it's hard to say because you don't want to you don't want to just take a dump on the movie and be like. Well, it wasn't worth watching because X, Y, and Z. I feel like every movie, for the most part, it's like, you know, it's at least, I don't know. I feel like, I mean, I'm going to retract what I'm about to say. What I mean to say is, I mean, when you when you come down to it, this type of movie, Moneyball, there's, I feel like, a very specific type of person that's going to watch it. Somebody who likes movies in general, or somebody who likes baseball. Like, your average person, uh, just casual, whatever, isn't going to see the trailer for Moneyball and go, oh, damn, I really should see that movie because it's got, you know, whoever in it. Uh, When it comes to a movie like what you're saying, like with the Joker, it's like, if you like comic book movies at all, you're probably going to go see that movie. Or if you like action movies, you're going to go see it, you know? So... I mean, that may be why, I mean, just in terms of the box office, why it wasn't, like, a ginormous hit. Um, Maybe something with the awards as well, just based on, like, the actual story. I don't know. But, yeah. I mean, just a person who likes watching movies in general, I still still think it's definitely definitely worth a watch. Even if you're just a casual movie watcher, you know, like, date night with the family or whatever. Uh, Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I do. I do have a question for you. I, I'm. We've talked about Jonah Hill, who was kind of the main, the the hero of the story, if you will. It's his plan. It's the one implemented. But the star of the film is actually Brad Pitt. So, and I feel like they split screen time pretty well between Jonah Hill and Brad Pitt. But what do you think of Brad Pitt's performance in that movie? I thought it was definitely good. I just. I've seen Brad Pitt in a bunch of other stuff, and I don't know if this is, like, too layman, or not layman, this is too, like, it's like, cop-out or whatever, but it just kind of seemed like maybe he wasn't just trying as hard for this movie, if that kind of makes sense. Like, I've seen him acting in other stuff, and I feel like uh, it does a really, really good job at, like, displaying, you know, a whole wide variety of different emotions and whatever, but in this one, I kind of just felt like I don't know. It just wasn't the best thing I've ever seen him in. It wasn't even on par with the best stuff I've ever seen him in. Still good, but yeah, I just think of a movie like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And I'm like, that is like, he does a great job playing. I think the character's name is Rick. Maybe. Yeah, uh, I like think the stun double. Yeah, he does stun a great. Man. Yeah, <laughs> he does a really good job playing Rick. And there's a bunch of times in the movie where I'm like, Brad Pitt's a good actor. And in this one, I felt like I didn't really think that at all. It, I was just thinking that this is a cool story that's been told. And he just happens to be the actor in it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I, I finished the movie, and I had my notes. And I wrote down, Brad Pitt's character arc was really interesting. And I went through, and I, after I finished the movie, I was looking back on it, and the whole art, the whole reason I got invested 
into Brad Pitt's character arc is because they edited in footage of him going through that same process, but it's a different actor. So I, I agreed with you. I actually felt like Brad Pitt was kind of phoning it in a little bit. And I have a theory as to why. I feel like this was one of those films where they're like, hey, if you show up in it and you give give it your all, you know, you'll probably get a not or, you know, if you if you show up and you, you bring it, you know, relatively, you'll probably go through and get a nomination for awards. And that's why he signed up for it. Um, just looking back. But I just thought it was interesting that like the editing of the film made me more invested in a bad performance. Um, yeah, we were talking about uh, Brad Pitt's performance. I, yeah. I, I, I just thought it was interesting that I, I agree with you. I also think he was phoning that performance in. And I, I ended up writing it down that I was very invested in his sto- like his character's arc, but it wasn't because of his performance. It was because of the performance and editing of a, the younger version of him going through the events of being like recruited and turning into general manager. And it was just very interesting. And and I noticed that I was like, man, he didn't do a very good job. There was a couple of scenes where I was like, yeah, this is him, you know, making it look good for a sizzle reel for award season or whatever. But the rest of it, I felt was pretty bland. And I think that's why I wasn't as invested in him and his daughter's story. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. And it's like a little, you know, uh, you want these types of movies to obviously be acted in the best way possible, but yeah, just I think bland is the best way to put it. Probably it's just it's very like very just plain and and and, and I mean to be fair to Brad Pitt, it's like we're kind of shitting on him in this movie in particular, and like. It was still an okay job. It's not like he was just a tr- he was like trash in it. It was just when you see him in other stuff and then you see him in this, it's like, eh, yeah, could have done better probably. But like we were talking about before, like Jonah Hill, I feel like kind of carried it because he does a great job with in the first scene that they meet that they meet each other, he does a first job at like just like expressing how much he believes in what Bean is doing. Um, and then all the way up until the end, you know, it's just, yeah. I thought it was also very interesting. And again, I think this just might be the director choice or editing, but it was very interesting to watch Jonah Hill's character. Like when he was explaining the math of like why the math matters, that was all on of his equations. And that was all, you know, musical and stuff. And then as soon as he had to present it, it's just like dead silence. And all you hear is a printer. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, and then he's like, he's just there, and Brad Pitt's character is like, "Hey, man, tell him what we're tell him that how we're changing the whole system of how we do things." And yeah. he's like, uh, "This is my first day. I just got here." Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it was. There were a lot of good. I think the director may have done that on purpose. But again, we're we're just speculating. Yeah. Yeah. Still, I think deserving of uh, the eighty-five. Uh, good. It's a good story that has been told, uh, based on a true story, of course. I think it was originally a book. Uh, yeah, maybe it was, not. It was written by. Oh man, I have it in the the one note that we have. The book is called Moneyball: The Art of Winning an Unfair Game by Michael Lewis, and that that is the book it's based off of. Nice. Yeah. 
definitely deserving of that that B rating for sure. Eighty five out of a hundred. Uh, yeah. In summary and summation, I like this movie. Thank you so much for coming. <laughs> Thanks for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> uh, what's what's next for us, Ryan? Um, you know that's a good point. That's a good question. Are we? Do you do you care if we? Do you want to keep doing the award winners, or are you just kind of wanting to see what else is out there now and kind of branch out into the the wide world of film? Yeah, I think whatever. I mean, the 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 award winning type stuff. It's like, you know, it's cool to watch most of them, but there's some movies who, or there's some movies where they're up against you know, 10 others or whatever that year. And it's like, they they didn't have a chance, you know? So yeah, no awards really necessary. Uh, I think we should just do whatever. One thing I should mention actually, is I watched the shape of water. We we, we were talking about this earlier this week. I watched the shape of water and it had it. I didn't know this at the time, but it won an Academy award and for best picture, like the award. I guess. Uh, oh, what year in, one did it win? In 2018, I think. And I was watching it. Well, I watched it with my girlfriend. Like I probably said this every podcast. I watch all the movies we watch here with my girlfriend. Um, and I was like surprised actually that it won because I, I like didn't feel like it was deserving. Almost it. It, it was. It was okay, but I would I would definitely if we're rating it out of a hundred, I definitely would have given it like a seventy. Like I just didn't find it to be. It's interesting as I look at the movies that it was up against that year as well. Yeah, Get I'm very out, surprised. It Dunkirk. Won. Yeah. Even uh, the the three billboards outside Ebbing, I know that one's like. It's kind of an indie film. Like it wasn't one of those big blockbuster ones, like we were talking about. But that film was really good, and it was in a real. It was a really emotional story, really well. And I think she actually, the, the actress, and actually won best actress. I think. Mm. But yeah, I, I'm surprised that one won best picture. Yeah, you can pro- you can watch it for yourself and make a determination. Uh, but yeah, I was. I had never seen the movie before. And we, my girlfriend and I were just looking through, saying, oh, well, this one's on Hulu, so let's give it a shot. Yeah, and it was – okay, so I'll give you a little synopsis. It's like this woman who – she can't speak. She's, a, she's mute, but she can hear. She does the sign language. Um, and they're working in this, like, secret laboratory in Maryland – and in one of the labs that she cleans, she meets this like humanoid like fish creature thing. Fish man. Yeah. It's and... it's essentially Abe from Hellboy for those if you've seen Hellboy. Yeah. And it's yeah. And I won't spoil the rest of it if you ever do want to watch it, Ryan, but there's some love making involved and I was yeah, very I don't want to watch <laughs> I don't want to watch her get it on with the fish. I that as yeah. soon as I heard that and they like talk about it like 
It's it's one thing to just like have a scene. Yeah, no, legitimately, there's a scene where she like does this little hand motion for like how his freaking Johnson comes out of the scales or whatever. And I was like, this is so I don't know how I feel about this. This is kind of weird. Um, and yeah, and it won the best picture. And I, I definitely didn't think that I was deserving, but I don't know. So it's like, you, I mean, my point in all of that was, you know, the awards, just like anything else, just like the conversation that we're having now, it's like all subjective, you know, it's all just based on opinion. And yeah, I don't, I just, I don't know. I just watched that one in particular, and I needed to talk about it because I was so, I was so weirded out. And it was, it was an okay movie, like I said, but I'll never watch it again. And I actually wouldn't recommend it to somebody to watch. Wouldn't recommend. It. No, I wouldn't. But I don't know. Okay. Maybe that's just what? my small hey. brain not being able to interpret like <laughs> the deeper meaning of the story or whatever. But yeah. Anyways. Let's do this. Let's pick a year, and we will just look at some films that were released that year and make a decision. How about that? That sounds great. I'm just going to say 2012, just as a starting point, because you know what? That's the year the world was supposed to end, and everything <laughs> past then has been a pretty big bummer so far. So, Well, we've watched like a bunch of movies recently, like... I mean, all the movies that we watched are, like, in, you know, either the late 90s or the 2010s. Why don't we go back a bit? Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, give me a year. We'll, we'll plug it in. 1957. Okay. We have released in 1957. We have the highlights. Bridge on the River Kwai, which I believe is a war film. Twelve Angry Men, which is a, a courtroom thriller. Uh, Peyton Place. There's Rome. Do, do you have a certain genre you would prefer, good, my good sir? No, I don't actually. <laughs> I just said that year randomly. I mean, I kind of, I kind of want to watch. Ooh. Well, now there's a bunch. Now there's a bunch. Old Yeller came out that year. The Disney Old Yeller. <sighs> yeah, that, I'm not gonna be able to find a version of that to watch anywhere. Never mind. Let's get into the foreign films now. I'm out of my <laughs> element. Uh, I I think Twelve Angry Men would be a very interesting film to watch and discuss, especially in the year 2021. 12 Angry Men it is. Um, let's do it. All right, man. Uh, looks like it was nominated that year for Best Motion Picture. Nice. The Bridge on the River Kwai. What is that about? That's, looks, that's, that's, that's I want to say it's oh. like a Vietnam. British POWs are ordered by their Japanese captors to construct a bridge of strategic importance and are happy to sabotage and delay the progress until commanding officers order them to continue the work unhindered to its completion, but are his actions tantamount to collaborating with the enemy? Oh. That one might be juicy as well, but that's that's another three-hour movie. 
Oh, it is? Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know if I can handle that. 12 Angry Men's hour and a half. Let's do it. 12 Angry Men. All right. 12 Angry Men. Sounds like a weird Saturday night to me, but... Yeah. <laughs> don't tempt me with a good time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just a quick description for everybody, because this is... I mean, we're going back away, so you probably had never even heard of this type of movie. So I'll just read the quick description. So 12 Angry Men is a courtroom drama written by Reginald Rose concerning the jury of a homicide trial. It was broadcast initially as a television play in 1954. Uh, The play concern... Well, okay, so this is about the play, which was then adopted into the movie. uh, Concerns the deliberations of the jury of a homicide trial where a dozen men, quote-unquote men with ties, decide the fate of a teenager accused of murdering his abusive father. At the beginning, they have a nearly unanimous decision of guilty, with a single dissenter of not guilty, who throughout the play sows a seat. Sows, I'm stupid. Who throughout the play sows a seat of reasonable doubt, and eventually, dot dot dot. Spoilers won't ruin it. Okay. I think it sounds good. We should definitely let's do it. Yeah. All right, man. So we've got our movie uh, officially Moneyball. We ended at 85%, 85 coffee beans out of 100 yeah. coffee beans. And I, you know what? I stand by that rating. I Me wouldn't too. put it any lower or any higher. No. Check it out. But yeah, for those of you that are, that are listening, obviously, we hope you enjoy. And we hope that eventually, once we get you guys caught up to where we are, as far as with these episodes, you guys can watch us with them and, or yeah, watch them with us and, Listen to our our interesting thoughts. Well, I don't want to say they're interesting. That's a bold statement. (laughs) Our thoughts. We think our thoughts are interesting. We won't assume anyone else does. But, yeah. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Ryan. We'll talk to you soon. Awesome. Thanks, man.